listening to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry of teaching, spiritual direction, and counseling for pastors and leaders. For the next 20 minutes, we invite you into our home and our hearts as we share with you our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. We're grateful that so many of you are listening that iTunes listed Soul Talks as new and noteworthy. Christine, the psalmist says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I see you doing that every day with our cat, Charlie. (laughs) Well, yeah, I learn a lot about the Lord and my relationship with the Lord from our cats. You know, I really enjoy our cats. They bring me a lot of delight and a lot of joy. They seek me out. They follow me all around. Mm -hmm. They love to be where I am. And I take heart from them and I think, oh, I want to be like that with Jesus. I want to be where he is. I want to be seeking him out. I want to be delighted to be with him. Mm. You want to purr for Jesus. I do. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, we have two cats currently and we have Charlie, who happens to be my favorite. I hate to admit, (laughs) but, (laughs) you know, I, I open the door in the morning and he just comes running to me so excited mm-hmm. that I'm up and be with me and he jumps up on my lap and he just cuddles into me and just looks at me and just purrs and I think that is a beautiful picture of how we can be with our Heavenly Father just jumping up on his lap and getting close and letting him hold us and looking with trust into his eyes. There's a real heart for God that you're talking about here longing for God and drawing close to the Lord. That's right. Charlie's our biggest podcast fan. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the one here with us when we're recording the most often. He's kind of our home audience. I don't think he's subscribed to Soul Talk <laughs> yeah. so yet. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's given us a customer rating. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's always here listening, isn't he? Yes, he, yeah. he is. Yeah. And, you know, our other kitty, little kitty, She's like a reminder of how I don't want to be with God because, you know, she was the scaredy cat, Mm. you know. Now she's starting to change because she's getting elderly and and (laughs) fat, but she was the one that would always be anxious and would hide and would run away and wouldn't trust people and would be quick to fear and to react in fear to noises in the house or things and or to us, even if I was going to pet her or to help her or to give her food, you know, she would assume the worst and she would run and she would hide. And I often think, I don't want to be like that with God. I don't want to hide from him and run from him and be quick to distrust him and always be have my stance and my reaction towards him being one of distrust. I want it to be like Charlie. Mm. That's why one of your favorite scriptures, I think, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the mm-hmm. Lord with all your heart and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Yes, and... It also says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Oh, did I forget that part? You did. That's (laughs) That's a key part. Yeah, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Yeah. So that's, that is, that's one of my very favorite verses because trust is something that I find I can always grow in in my relationship Mm -hmm. with the Lord. I, by nature, tend to catch myself leaning on my own understanding, which is, I mean, it's so foolish. I know that in thought, but at the time it feels safer. Well, the interesting thing is that Charlie can be a scaredy cat, too. He can. It seems to be in the nature of cats, that they're skittish and jumpy, and they get scared by loud noises and big feet and 
Charlie was scared of my foot the other day and I, yeah. my foot didn't do anything, but he was <laughs> all scared of it. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, I'm remembering back to the, a cat that we had named Shadow and the kids were little and I had asked one of our daughters to go and sift the litter box and she was watching Brady Bunch. She was like, oh, I'll do it at the commercial break. And so she went in at the commercial break and she started to scoop the litter but then the show came back on and her sister said, it's back on. And so she came running back and she left the bag with the poop in it right there by the litter box. Well, next thing you know, all of a sudden I hear this rampage around the house and it's Shadow. Shadow had gone into the laundry room where we keep our litter box and had been sniffing around his poop and he'd gotten his neck in the handle of the plastic grocery sack that the poop was in because it wasn't done being filled, remember? And it had freaked him out that he could, he was trapped in it. He couldn't get his head out of the loop in the sack. And so he was running around the house just in this fit of fear and panic because he had this nick, you know, wrapped in this plastic bag with poop in it. And in the meantime, he's spraying the poop all over the house <laughs> because he's running through the house with his plastic bag around his neck. And I remember thinking, oh, if that isn't a picture for what we do, you know, if you think about the poop being our sin and how we go and we sniff around in the sin and then we get stuck and entrapped in it and then we freak out and panic and make this mess all over God's world with our sin. And, you know, I remember Shadow, it was the hardest thing to get him to trust me, to mm -hmm. let him come close to him, to free him, to free his neck from that sack, that plastic sack of poop. And finally was so desperate that he yielded to me and surrendered to me, I was able to free him from his sack of poop. <laughs> Perfect love casts out all fear. <laughs> That's right. But Shadow didn't know that. No, but I've often thought of that as a reminder of an illustration of how I'll do that. I'm so stubborn. I'm so attached to my sin, even though it's enslaved and entrapped me and is terrorizing me. Finally, I'll trust God to go to him and say, help, <laughs> free me. And thankfully, God is so gracious in his love, much more than I am even for my cats. Mm -hmm. Well, and Charlie shows us that. He's showing... Us that right now as he's sitting on your lap and purring him and you're cuddling him and petting him, is that he routinely overcomes his fears and allows his uh, trust for you and connection with you to really calm him and bring him comfort. And so he starts purring. And I wish our listeners could see how you hold Charlie like a baby and he just lays back on his back and he just, just soaks in all of that affection that you give him and he just is like he's in heaven. Well, that's the other thing that teaches me about God's love for me is I think about the way I so love to love Charlie, mm -hmm. the way I just enjoy him so much and enjoy loving him. I mean, such I, I put up with quite a bit of, you know, messes that he creates, his piles of hair that he sheds mm -hmm. all over the house <laughs> and, you know, the litter box and him, you know, meowing when he's needy for affection <laughs> or getting in the way and jumping up on my computer or laying on you know, my keyboard when I'm trying to work and, you know, things that are irritating, but I love him so much. I'm able to be very patient with him and very gracious with him. That's saying a lot when he meows and wakes you because <laughs> you like your sleep. I do like my sleep. <laughs> and so this is a picture for you of how much God loves you, your yes. heavenly father. Yeah. And how he hears me when I cry and how he lets me interrupt him. Mm -hmm. That he, he cares about my needs and my coming to him with my needs. 
So you think maybe that sometimes God would be irritated with you. That's hard to believe. But you're saying that even if he would be, he loves you so much that he will tolerate those things to be there for you and to have you part of his life and so forth. Yeah. I mean, those times when I project onto God that maybe he's irritated with me or impatient with me or too busy for me or that I would just be a bother. It's a reminder to me. Well, no, he loves me even more than I'm able to love Charlie. I mean, I didn't create Charlie. God created me. Mm-hmm. He created you. He created our listeners. We thank the Lord for his great grace for us and that he adopts us into his family and chooses us, embraces us, holds us close. And even when we're running around like a crazy cat with its head caught in a bag of poop, spreading <laughs> the poop all over the place, there's the Lord just being so patient and kind. And while we are yet still sinners, Paul says, Christ died for us. God comes to us in the mess we make of things, and he ministers his mercy and his grace and helps us to settle down, come close, just even as Charlie's letting you do right now. He's he's in that pose now. He's just <laughs> laying back, soaking up the strokes there. Oh, yeah, that feels good. Now, you know, if he had his fur all in a knot, and I had scissors in my hand to cut those knots, to free him of those knots, or a brush to brush it out, he would have trouble trusting me. And so you've got to be a little bit uh, sneaky to get him to really relax. And then when he's not looking, you start cutting those knots out. I've seen you do that. And of course, that's a very loving thing that you're doing there because those knots weigh on him and they irritate him. And And they get worse. But it doesn't feel loving to him like this does when I'm stroking him. It feels kind of painful for him because I can't free him from the knots without a little bit of pain. It creates some pain, some pulling. And so he resists it Mm -hmm. and he'll try to hide from me and get away from me if I'm going to do that. Or he doesn't want me to touch him where those knots are. And he'll try to lay in a position where I can't see him or I can't reach him. <laughs> well, we wouldn't do anything like that with the Lord. <laughs> lay in a position where he can't see our sins and our bad stuff and our stresses and <laughs> things that are problematic and hurting other people. We wouldn't hide those things from the Lord. <laughs> Not if we're wise. <laughs> yeah, but, but we do, don't we? We do, we do, Yes. Some of the ways that the Lord needs to care for us, sometimes it involves us feeling some hurt. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and then the other thing I see him do, Charlie, is after I've cut the knots out or I've groomed him, he tends to kind of go hide and run away kind of in anger and shame. Mm. And he has to forgive me. It kind of takes him a while to forgive me. And I think sometimes it takes us a while to kind of forgive God for what we project onto him things he allows us to suffer that are part of our formation in him, our growth in him, our our maturing, our sanctification, our becoming holy and clean and pure. Yeah, the prophet says he hurts us to heal us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Really, all of our trials and sufferings and justices that we experience can feel like that, can feel like God's not protecting us or not caring for us, and yet we trust him through all that. Hopefully we can come to see that while there's a work of grace that he's doing in us, it maybe is a severe mercy mm-hmm. that we really need for our growth and our freedom. Right. So, you know, I mean, Charlie isn't a perfect cat. There's a lot of things that having him in our lives costs us. You know, there are things that he brings into our lives that we don't like to have to deal with, like fleas and cat fur and messes that he makes or noise that he makes at inconvenience times. Or having to care for him when we're going to be away leading a retreat and, you know, having somebody come to our house to care Mm -hmm. for him. 
But our love for him or our enjoyment of him, or at least mine, <laughs> makes it such that I'm, I'm happy to pay that price. I'm happy to make the sacrifices. It's worth it to me to have Charlie in my life, to have to go buy cat litter and cat food and spend money on him and time on him and energy on him and be inconvenienced by him and live with some of the messes he makes or some of the consequences of him eating our flowers when we bring mm-hmm. have pretty flowers in the house mm-hmm. and things. Yeah, it's, it's so sad that sometimes in our relationship with God that we feel like the things about us that are difficult or not loving or not virtuous, things that we're struggling with, we feel like that's putting up a barrier between us and the Lord and that he doesn't want to be close to us or isn't still proud of us. Mm-hmm. But he's happy to have us in his kingdom and his world that he's created. He lets us make messes of it. He lets us do things in opposition to his will because he loves us and he wants to be in relationship with us. And, you know, Charlie doesn't let that keep him from coming to me. He'll, he'll still come to me. He'll put his hand, you know, if you see how he puts his hand on my heart, because mm-hmm. it's like he likes to feel my heartbeat, mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't let the things that cause irritation keep him from coming to me. And sometimes I let the things that I do that I know grieves God keep me from coming to him. And so I want to be more like Charlie, where I'll come to God and I'll put my hand in my head mm. on his chest and listen to his heartbeat and just rest in his love like Charlie does in mine. Yeah, that reminds me of a meditation that we've appreciated on the Apostle John in the Last Supper, mm-hmm. the disciple Jesus loves. He refers to himself anonymously five times in the Gospel of John as the disciple Jesus loves. And at the Last Supper, John is is there next to Jesus reclining at the table. It's the way he used to eat. And he's got his head right there on Jesus' chest, just like Charlie with you. And he's just feeling Jesus' heartbeat, and there's a, a warmth in their embrace there. It speaks to the personalness of God and how he wants to have a personal, intimate, ongoing relationship with each of us. Yeah, and Jesus said, I've called you friends. Real endearment and affection there. The Lord not only loves us, he likes us. Mm. He likes to be with us, likes to be close to us, likes our personality, likes the way we are. Thinking about scripture sharing, draw near to God, Mm -hmm. draw near to you. Mm -hmm. I love it when Charlie, like this, like he is right now, draws near to me. And I draw near to him with my affection and my attention. Mm -hmm. Do you get jealous, Bill? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do a little bit. Yeah. You and Charlie have a special bond. Yeah. But I love hearing all these insights about your relationship with God and and mine and for all of us, how we can trust the Lord more and delight in him and put our paw up on Jesus's heart there and feel his heartbeat. Another thing I learned from our cats is Charlie will be very comfortable receiving my love. But if little kitty walks in this room right now, Charlie would be all hypervigilant looking at her and distracted, and he would forget I'm here. And he would get real defensive, kind of protect his territory. And he won't relax and receive my love anymore because he gets all preoccupied with his status with her. I think we do that too with people. We get distracted with other people. And, you know, am I safe with them or am I better than them? Or are they going to take what I want or what I have? And it distracts us from being content and resting in the Lord and keeping our eyes on Him and listening to Him and receiving from Him what He so wants to give us, show us. Yeah, we get jealous and insecure. We get a scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. as though God doesn't have enough love to go around. Yeah, I could cuddle both cats at once. I've got two arms to hold them in. 
but they never have ever done that. They've never been willing to both call up on my lap and receive love. Well, so little kitty goes to Brianna. Yep. And when Brianna's not here, she goes to me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They don't really want to share. They don't. And yet God loves us all and he has room in his arms for all of us. Yeah. And I just love that image of the the arms of Jesus. You know, he says, bring the little children to me. Mm -hmm. Such a great references a number of times in scripture, Jesus and the children, where he's just loving on them and caring for them and embracing them close to his heart and playing with them. That's what we need to know is that the Lord is, his arms are open to us. Well, I'd like to pray now. Great. Jesus, thank you for your creation, your creativity that's expressed in the animals, your beauty, the things that you teach us through your creation, I'm so grateful for. And I ask that you would help us to be alert and listening to you, to your voice, to your lessons, teaching us your truth and revealing yourself to us and inviting us closer to your heart. Thank you that you long to hold us and love us and care for us with delight, just as I do with Charlie. Pray that our listeners would cuddle up close to you in trust and love and delight in you and see you delight in them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you've been encouraged by this episode of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. The easiest way to listen to our weekly conversations is to subscribe through the podcast app on your phone or tablet. Or you can listen and subscribe on any computer through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and soulshepherding.org. Thanks for sharing Soul Talks with your friends. There are now a thousand of you listening each week. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ. Mm